You're listening to Crow's Cast, a podcast by USF St. Petersburg's student newspaper, The Crow's Nest. This week, we'll be discussing politics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our post-election special of Crow's Cast. I'm Trevor Marndale, the managing editor of The Crow's Nest, and I'm here with Molly Ryan, our op-ed and features editor. Hello, everyone. So we're finally here. <laughs> After many days of patiently waiting. Yes, it's, it's been a good while. Um, yeah. you know, but all that matters is that we have a free and fair election that um, counts all the ballots and uh, we get the winner. And uh, I think we did that. Yeah, I mean, so far, so good. We have a couple lawsuits and recounts coming up, but... Um, other than that, things have been, a, been pretty smooth sailing. Yes. I want to get into the results. So, so Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. <laughs> is the president-elect of the United States. Um, as of now, he, according to the Associated Press, he is leading 290 electoral votes to 214, uh, and he only needs 270 to win. So, I think a lot of the um, pushback on the... Trump support side is coming from the fact that Trump has called for lawsuits in Michigan, a recount, well, a recount has to occur in Wisconsin because there is a less than 1% margin and a lawsuit in Georgia, but that one has been dismissed already and one in Pennsylvania. So I think the pushback from the Trump support side is kind of coming from a place of denial, but also coming from a place of I mean, some logic here because there's a lot going on with this election, obviously, with the mail-in ballots, but a lot of it is, like, a lot of it has to do with denial of his loss as the president of the United States for a second term. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're not even done uh, counting uh, two of the states, Georgia and North Carolina, uh, as of this recording. Um, As it looks right now, it seems as if North Carolina will probably go to uh, Trump and Georgia will likely go to Biden. So it looks like Biden uh, will uh, extend his lead uh, as it currently currently stands to 306 electoral votes. And it's crazy that Georgia is going to Biden because it's a less than 0.2% lead for Biden. But that's still astronomical in terms of progress because Georgia has been historically a red state. So it's very crazy to see this mobilization of all of these voters in Georgia. And it turned to now a blue state, as it seems. Yeah, yeah. I think there were a lot of, there's a, uh, you know, big turnout in a lot of the cities um, and the rural areas, obviously, uh, were going more red, but the uh, the cities had a really high turnout. I know Atlanta, Savannah, and uh, some mm-hmm. other areas had really high turnout, and uh, I think they just had some great organization. Um, yeah, on uh, Stacey Abrams' part, she uh, mobilized a lot of Black voters and women voters, and on her part, I think she is a very large contributor to the surge in votes in Georgia. Yeah, and, and, you know, it was definitely surprising. I think we should also try to get into uh, comparing, comparing the results or the uh, expected results to our predictions. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just assume that Georgia's going to go to Biden and North Carolina's going to go to Trump. Um, you know, in my pre, uh, pre-election predictions, I had North Carolina going to Biden, Georgia going to Trump, and even Arizona going to Trump. I thought there would be even a smaller margin of victory for Biden, but uh, he uh, was obviously 
outperformed my prediction, but he also also underperformed what the polls were saying. The polls were saying it was going to be a massive blowout, and it, it, it was still a pretty you know wide margin, but it wasn't a blowout. Uh, yeah, I was definitely wrong on the North Carolina and uh, Georgia account. North Carolina obviously looks as if it's going to Trump, and Georgia looks as if it's going to Biden. But I was correct on Arizona, which I'm happy to say I was correct. <laughs> but it's interesting because um, when watching the results, Wisconsin and Michigan were very close. They both were uh, red at first and then eventually went blue. So yeah. I, and I almost put Michigan as red because they did vote Trump in 2016. But something told me I should put it blue. So I guess I was correct on that front. But I don't know why I put Indiana as blue. <laughs> I don't know why I thought they would be blue. I guess because Pete Buttigieg in uh, South Bend and a lot of growing populations in the cities. But, yep, they were red as well. So, I mean, I pre- think pretty much besides uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Indiana, and Iowa were incorrect for me yeah i mean if iowa were to go blue it would have been a landslide for sure but that didn't it looked as if it was going blue when watching the election on election night it was blue for a bit which was a big deal and i thought it was going to go blue because of the large turnout during the caucus but yep it was red which isn't all that surprising but for some reason i felt bold and put it blue so and and speaking of you know the perceived uh, landslide that everyone thought was going to happen you know, to show, like, obviously, I think Biden's going to win this on the popular vote by at least three to four million votes, which is pretty significant. Um, you know, slightly more than, than Clinton's popular vote uh, margin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he obviously won by a decent amount of electoral votes. But, you know, if you look down the ballot, there were a ton of down ballot Democrats, Democrats who lost. Uh, a lot of, I know they lost seats in the House and they did gain in the Senate, but, you know, a lot of people thought they were going to uh, take the Senate. And that's still, I, I'm pretty sure they said it's still possible because the two Georgia Senate races are going to runoffs. Um, so that may, you know, dictate where the Senate's going to go. But, uh, you know, I think the Democrats were definitely expecting a bigger night than they got. Yeah, I mean, it's, this was a very tumultuous election, but here we are, it's, it's coming to an end. And finally, <laughs> finally and it's been a long ride. But I guess in terms of um, where we stand as a country with Democrat and Republican, it's definitely not over because we still have the Senate and the House. Right now we have a conservative majority in the Supreme Court. So um, it really comes down right now to the Senate and the House. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if if the Republicans do retain the Senate, how partisan uh, you know, our politics will get in terms of Biden trying to push through cabinet members or even Supreme Court um, justices if there's another opening. You know, like, is Mitch McConnell going to block <laughs> his cabinet from being appointed yeah. or the Supreme Court uh, justice from being appointed for four years? Like, <laughs> how long can you block someone, right? So well, yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what will happen if the Republicans do uh, retain the Senate. But I, the Democrats are definitely going to retain the House. But the, the Senate's definitely yeah. a gray area right now. And it'll definitely be fascinating to see what happens with that. And I think it's important to address that December 8th is really the final deadline under the Electoral Count Act that uh, finally resolves any controversies over the selection of the Electoral College electors, which we've seen there are a few controversies, but I think 
most will be resolved by then. And then December 14 is uh, when electors meet in each state capital to um, formally vote. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are worried, at least a lot of Biden supporters are worried about faithless electors mm-hmm. voting for Trump. But I, I frankly am not. I think the margin, uh, especially if he gets to 306, will just be too large for the uh, proportion of faithless electors that there may be in theory. I, I really am not worried about that. I'm more so worried about Trump finding some way to like get the Supreme Court to say, oh, all ballots counted after this are invalid or something like that, yeah. which I think is possible, but I think it's definitely unlikely. So I think people need to just be like, accept it. Uh, Trump is, uh, you know, probably not going to get a second term. Yeah, I think right now it's kind of hard to imagine Trump gaining any traction from these lawsuits or recounts or even like faithless electors. So I think the Democrats are in a pretty safe position to say that Biden is going to be the 46th president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Right now we can kind of take a breath with wondering who the next president's going to be. So yeah, that's where we are right now. All right. Well, uh, if anybody has uh, anything to say about the results, definitely comment down below. I think it'd be interesting to see. For sure. Make sure you subscribe and turn on that notification bell to get updates when our new videos are released. Thank you, everyone.